So I, I really don't want to make a big deal. I was thinking this morning um, when I when I got up and was getting ready for work. I don't really want to make a big deal because it's only the nineteenth year. Yeah, past nine eleven. You have to save something for next year. That's yeah, next year is going to be the blowout. You know, that's the blowout year, and, and pun not intended mm. for the first time ever. Wow. But well, it bro. is literally um, next year will be the twentieth year or twentieth yeah. anniversary of nine eleven. And John, we're recording, not airing, but we're recording. Yep. On uh, the evening of of September eleventh, two thousand and twenty. Yes, so, sir. do you remember though where you were, what you were doing, on September eleventh, two thousand and one? Well, yes, and I and I want to hear. I think everybody does uh, who was alive then. It's interesting to me though that uh, some kids that are going to college now weren't even born. Right? Yeah, that's it, that's wow. crazy. It's amazing to me, but it, and it feels like it was just yesterday. And, it, and, well, and yeah. Before you get to your story, quite honestly, my mom told me once, we were watching a documentary, and, and we've talked about this before. I really need to make shirts that say that. We've talked about this before. Um, <laughs> that you, my I, I'm big into history, and we were watching a documentary on JFK. Mm-hmm. And my mom could tell me where she was, oh. the what she was doing, what she was wearing, and all of that wow. on the day that Kennedy was shot. And I always wow. found that fascinating, and I could never relate. But then we had September 11th, yeah. And now I can relate perfectly. I have sure. it. It's it's burned into my mind exactly what we were doing. I even remember the TV that I watched it on first. Mm-hmm. I remember where my stepdad was standing and everything. I'll get to my story later, though. You get to your story. Wow. Well, I mean, I think just on that point, I think women remember differently than men do. So you're and calling I'm... me a woman? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Moving Wasn't on. Really ready for that? Yeah. Hey, girly, I'm sure you remember differently than manly men like I. <laughs> wow. No, but my wife, whom you've met mm-hmm. <laughs> now, um, she has just an incredible memory for dates and um, and times and and all. It, it's just amazing, and I have none of that. So I guess we're probably uh, a good because of it. I was uh, consulting in the automotive industry as I've done for years. We were at a Chevy dealership in uh, uh, suburban Chicago and we had scheduled to go in that day and do some training and, and work with their people. And um, uh, you know, it was relatively early in the day and we started early, but we decided to go in anyway Um even though I think it was just happening as we started, I got to get the time frame right. But uh, we were Central Time, and uh, so ten. I think it was ten a.m. Eastern when it was it was the second hour, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. And uh, so uh, anyway, we were in this dealership, and everyone was watching it in the customer lounge. I mean, there were people everywhere just watching, dumbfounded, of course. And uh, uh, this was a business trip because at the time I lived outside of Detroit. So uh, we had flown there <laughs> and we were not flying home. So we were supposed to yeah. be back. Lisa had no idea. You know, she was assuming I wasn't in the air because that would have been a scary time to fly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I eventually contacted her and uh 
you know, told her I was okay and all of that. But the, the eeriest thing, if you've ever lived near a busy airport, Chicago O'Hare is in the top one or two in the world as far as how busy it is. And, and, uh, uh, it's, it, you just get used to it when you drive by O'Hare without a single plane in the air after having lived there prior to moving to Detroit. Uh, it, it was, it was just the oddest thing. It and must've been very surreal. Yeah. Kind of that silence and uh, surreal is exactly correct. We called the rental car company, uh, national car rental, not a sponsor, uh, but we're going to start using them. Actually, our, new company yes and so i'm excited about that because i've always liked national um we called them and said hey we're in this rental car we're not going to be able to fly we want to can we just drive it back to detroit and they said absolutely we will waive the fees so there will be no drop fee or anything like that so they were awesome and i thought that was pretty impressive spur of the mm -hmm. moment like that Right. Uh, right away, they knew how to react. So anyway, that was, um, it, yeah, something, it was an odd place to be, but it was something I'll never forget. I, and like many people, I saw the first plane hit the first tower uh, uh, recorded, and mm -hmm. uh, then they went to live. And the first, I thought, what? I mean, is this air traffic control? Are they guiding? You know, I had no idea. What? There was no reason to think otherwise. And then the second one hit, and and a lot of people say, "Well, that's when I knew we were at war." And I, I was, still wasn't clear on what it was, but right. I mean, obviously, kind of all made sense, I guess, as it came down. Tell me about you. What? Where were you? And, and, well, and more importantly, what were you wearing? Uh, that's a longer story. <laughs> if it's a skirt, so, I am going to win lots of bets. This is going to be harder for me to to talk about because there is one thing I don't share. And I don't even think you know this about me. Um, my wife knows that I hate to talk about it. There are very few people that actually know what my, when my birthday is, except for my close family. I, I'm just, it's part of me. I don't like people making a fuss. I told my wife this year for my birthday, really all I want, because I'm on a health food, healthier food kick, not a healthy health food, but healthier food kick. Yeah. One of my, uh, one of my, th two of my things actually is I want a bag of Doritos because I have one bag of Doritos a year and I want an ice cream cake for my birthday. Anyway, oh. um, that's, that's how little though I care about my birthday. Mm. I don't really want things. I don't want to be celebrated, anything like that. So I don't usually tell people my birthday. Now I'm about to tell all of our listeners when my birthday is. So it's very odd for me. I want everyone to recognize how odd this is for me. <laughs> you, whatever. You're just trying to beg for cards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gift cards. Card. I, I want a lot of, anyway, my birthday is September 12th. Wow. Yes. Okay. So I was living in St. Louis. Uh, I had just graduated from college. 2001 was when I graduated from my undergraduate. Um, I was still working in St. Louis, working for Clear Channel Entertainment. I was doing entertainment booking for my client who was RJR um, mm -hmm. Camel Cigarettes. Yeah. And my job, my job was to book live uh, entertainment, not bands necessarily, some bands, but mostly just uh, circus acts for their <laughs> tent. Yes, I know. That's circus odd. Acts. But it was their tent. <laughs> who. <laughs> Sorry. I've got stories for you. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but they they had a tent that sat at all of Clear Channel's um, 
now there belongs to iHeartRadio, I believe, um, all of their uh, outdoor venues. So all of their amphitheaters and things like that. So my job, every concert that went uh, to one of these, I would have to book the RJR talent inside of their tent for their marketing purposes. So that was my job. I had uh, taken the rest of that week off um, and my roommate and I drove to Minnesota. We and we left on September 10th. Oh, okay. Um, after work. So we drove through the night, got there at about 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. and then crashed. Uh, I woke up fairly early for me um, and walked into the kitchen where my stepdad was standing there. I remember he was wearing khakis and this really god awful short sleeve button down shirt and his gardening hat. And he was just sitting there dumbfounded, staring at the screen. And remember, he's a pilot. Yeah. So it was right after the first one had hit or yeah. a, a little while after the first one had hit and no one knew what it was. And I heard on the, remember hearing on the TV that someone said, I think it was a small aircraft that just went off course and then hit the building. And he's just sitting there going, that ain't no small aircraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, a small aircraft is not going to make that big of a no. fireball. No. And, and I, it wasn't two minutes after I had walked in and started talking to him about what was going on. We watched the second plane hit. Yeah. And we're like, oh shit, this is big. This is something is, is really, really big. And of course my phone starts blowing up because it's clear channel. And one thing, I don't know if anyone knew or knows the big antenna or antenna that stuck up on above tower. I think it was tower one. Oh, mm-hmm. that was a clear channel antenna. Really? So my phone started blowing up from all my coworkers who were already at work and were having to leave the building because they were evacuating because they didn't know if it was an attack on them or if it was an attack on the buildings themselves or what was going on. So it was a, it was a big mess. And then my, my roommate at the time woke up and he came out and he's like, what's going on? Or maybe I went to wake him up. I don't remember. Cause it was a pretty big deal. And then we went and sat in the family room. Um, my best friend came over cause he lived in Minneapolis and we watched it for about three hours, mm. four hours, maybe it just all the news. And we're like, this is getting, depressing yeah and even though it's riveting we really need to not watch this right now until they have answers let's go golfing so (laughs) none of the golf courses in the metro i think were i don't remember if they were not open or if we just couldn't get a tea time or anything so we drove all the way up to malax lake oh wow to izades which people from minnesota will know izades and we went and played there Mm -hmm. there was nobody but us and the beer cart person on the course. <laughs> well, that's ideal golfing conditions. <laughs> very ideal. Yeah. Wow. And we got, we got some, we made a friend and she just followed us, you know, over the hole. She would go around to see if anyone else came, but really it was just following us around and, and providing us with copious amounts of alcohol Gosh. Um, the whole time. And I've got pictures of my roommate with a club in, in the air running after some geese Um. It, which was comical and some <laughs> yeah. other various pictures of us doing things in the cart, nothing torrid. Oh, gosh, no. um, but uh, yeah, you know, things that you normally wouldn't get away with on a golf course that you kind of always want to with a golf cart we were doing. Oh, so cool. yeah, it was, it was a very interesting day. And then we went back and spent the rest of the night, probably until midnight watching more newscasting. 
uh, about what was going on. So that was that was my memory of of the entire thing. We we ended up my roommate and I stand, staying a couple extra days because there was literally nothing for us to go back to. Couldn't yeah. go back to work. Couldn't you know we could drive, but we'd just be sitting in our apartment doing the same thing we were doing at my place. Yep. My place had a pool, so why oh, not? Done. Or my parents' place, I should say. It wasn't my place anymore. I had moved out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was my September 11th. Oh, yeah. I forgot one. So the next day, September 13th, we actually went to the Mall of America. For okay. those of you who have been to the Mall of America, you know how massive this building is. is and big. even on a slow day, it's busy. Yep. All the stores were open and no one was there. Wow. It was a ghost town. It was one of the most, again, surreal experiences yep. I have ever had in my entire life. Was it because we, and I would try to remember the timing, but not sure. Was it because they had anticipated other attacks? And that's, I think that's what, well, yes and no. So I think it was, I, I don't know if it was necessarily they were um, expecting more attacks, which is was always, I know that was several days after everyone was mm -hmm. kind of worried about that, but at the same time i think the people that uh, were in charge of the mall didn't feel that way so they allowed the stores to open mm. i think for that particular period it was more people being worried about sure. what would happen and not wanting to be caught in a place where they could potentially die yeah. so I, i'm assuming that's why no one was there and we were dumb enough to go um <laughs> well but, you got some great bargains i bet oh, we and did we got attention. some fantastic bargains uh i think i still have a shirt from that day somewhere in my closet <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, it was, it was interesting to see, um, how that place, I, I don't, it was akin to nothing I can ever think of just mm. because again, if you haven't been there, if you ever go to the mall of America, that place is massive and it's one big square. Yep. So you can look, you're not just going in a mall. You, there are places where you can look across to the other side of the big square mm. and you're not seeing anybody. And no one at the time, it was Camp Snoopy, but there was no one in Camp, Camp Snoopy. So the rides weren't running hmm. and it was just, it was very, very surreal. Wow. Yeah. And I think, and everybody has that sort of surreal, <clears throat> excuse me, experience that they uh, can relate. I have a friend who is a 737 pilot for uh, United or was for a long time. And uh, he was in the air uh, when it oh, happened. Wow. And uh, they, I mean, air traffic control was very insistent. Yeah. <laughs> you get on the ground right now. And so he ended up, and I, I, I as I recall, um, I don't remember the, where he was going on the flight, Chicago to someplace, I believe. Um, and it, they landed in uh, Canada. Oh, really? And, yep. And, the, and wow. we're grounded, you know, because the planes were grounded for some time. And... Uh, oh. Uh, anyway, yeah, it was it was uh, pretty scary for him, uh, I'm sure, uh, at the yeah. time. So yeah. yeah, well, yeah, the I, I know I told a story about him um, a few days ago or the few episodes ago, rather. But they're one of my old uh, employers' boss before he was my boss, mm -hmm. uh, before he even owned the company. He was flying from California to Ohio. No, oh. and they. They forced him, them down. Yeah, and he was somewhere in uh, in Kansas, I think, or it was either Kansas or Oklahoma. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so they and they sat they sat on the tarmac for hours. 
Sure. When they finally left, no one was flying. And so he had to rent a car and drive from either Oklahoma or whatever yeah. all the way up to Ohio. Wow. It was either that or all the way back to California. I mean, mm -hmm. talk about being a, not the worst place to drive from, but close. <laughs> <laughs> you could see it from there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. So, yeah, it was, it was definitely an interesting time. And uh, again, burned in my memory. And yeah. and now I can definitely relate to what my mom was talking about when she was talking yep. about the uh, the assassination of yeah. JFK. So just just tragedies like that. And and yeah, we don't want to spend too much time uh, on it or dwelling on it. No, not, not until it, next year on the not, podcast next right. year. Not that we want to forget it ever because we don't. But I I, right. I think it's important uh, to remember and remember respectfully and move on. You know, because when you saw it happening, when you saw it occurring. You, um, uh, you, you didn't think about the human toll, right? I, I didn't, I was just no. thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, hoping these people all got out and, and, you know, yeah. uh, realistically speaking, not, I, but you think of the Pennsylvania plane yeah, that went down, uh, thankfully, um, because I, there's talk about that was going to the white house right, or the Capitol or right. uh, something anyway. Pretty, yeah, and, pretty and those you quite honestly, I didn't, I didn't experience any, or I didn't really feel the full impact, and I don't think a lot of people did. I mean, there was it impacted everybody. Don't get me wrong, I think it impacted everyone in a different way. But the people mm -hmm. that were in New York yeah. were impacted, or the people that were in Washington D.C. or mm -hmm. you know first responders to the to the field in Pennsylvania, those yep. those people were impacted in a completely different way no than we were, and then. So a few years later, when I started working for for that company, the SBTV, mm -hmm. the online company, we traveled. We had an office in New York. Uh, we traveled a lot to New York and to Washington D.C. And 2003, in New York City, seeing the the what was still left there the, mm -hmm. and the construction site right. for what they were what they were constructing and yep. and riding the subway because you you were literally riding the subway around it and you could see it because it looked right down into the hole. Wow. Completely different experience. Mm -hmm. And and it touched me in a completely different way. Hmm. I hadn't, yeah. I didn't feel that I still can't say I felt the full weight because I wasn't there on the day, but the weight that went, that filled me just seeing that was completely different. I was yeah. like, Oh shit, this really did happen. Mm -hmm. Even though I knew it happened, it was, yep. that was an Oh shit moment. Yeah. Um, yep. And then same when I was driving past the Pentagon mm -hmm. or flying, actually, technically flying into, I think it's Reagan, right? When you fly into Reagan and you see yep. the Pentagon, yep. you're like, holy shit. Yeah. It really did happen. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yep. It's pretty, pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. Okay. So let's, um, uh, let's turn toward golf since you kind of started the golf conversation. Okay. Cause I had a thought. Oh, it. you don't thoughts and golf don't match. Well, you can ask any pro. You shouldn't think. I'm a terrible. <laughs> I'm a terrible golfer. Me too. I, I can't stop too thinking. Yeah. And and you know, and you're trying to do something differently or or change something about your swing, and then oh, I forgot about my feet. Or I've, it's got to yeah. be muscle memory and so on. It's not with me. What I do remember though very well, uh, and this actually is a commentary on what what a good golfer I am. My favorite club in the bag was something that they called the cooler club. <laughs> are you familiar with ads, those? I still get ads about that on They're like awesome. Facebook and stuff. They really are. It was the coolest thing ever. It's uh, it, And if you're not familiar, it's uh, a golf club 
it, it looks like the head of a driver. And then the bottom part of it is about this big around. You can see it, Nick. It's yeah. uh, the size of a, a uh, goose egg. <laughs> yes, a baseball. And maybe even a little bigger. And that for the length of what fits into the bag. And you fill it up with. Oh, Whatever. I don't know. I guess soda. <laughs> yeah, soda. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I had uh, my choice one time was uh, 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 vodka tonic or something like mm -hmm. that. Filled it up to the top, ice, and, and then it had a flip down spout and a pump on it. So you just stick a glass under the spout, hit the pump a few times, and it would fill up your glass. Yeah. Played golf with my, uh, with my brother in law at the time. And we got done with a hole and I don't know, I'm sure I had a double bogey or something. And I just walked over to the cart and I started pouring myself a drink. We're on number two. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And he said, what the hell is that? So I showed him and I was the hero for the remainder of the I round. I bet you were. Well, and not that my playing got any better. It, yeah, it you it very, very rarely ever does. Well, and if it does, it's that fine line between relaxing and yep. hammered and <laughs> yes, and yes. You, your game is not typically not going to get better. If right. You're well, the problem, and that's the problem with drinking in general is you find that, that just that perfect buzz that you get, well, which is what I it. love and to keep you, it, you can't keep it. No. It's, and that's the part. Cause you, okay, stop. It goes away. You drink a little bit more. It's not the, it's not the same it gets thing. Worse. But speaking of length. So yes. yeah, I'm sure you've seen this in, in, especially during our zoom meetings, because I use a different camera. So yep. I use my work computer versus the, my personal computer yep. that we're using now. This sits in the background. You see this? Oh yes. It's a beautiful yeah. putter made Isn't of it? wood. Oh, it's, it's a some, broomstick. It, it's someone's wood, but it's not real wood. What is it? It's a bull penis. It's a who? It's a bull penis. This, the, the shaft literally of this putter is a bull's penis. Cut it out. I'm 100% Hold serious. on. I'm going to take a picture and we're going to post this. Because I I would... Is it like a partial penis? Or is this guy just not very well hung? Uh, I, it's dried, basically. Hold on. It's dried. Mm -hmm. It is a putter. It is a putter. But you're claiming... And that's like the full tumorance It's a, It's a unit. petrified... I would call it petrified, but it's, you know, it was done by science, but yeah, it's the, where's the girth? The if you're a bull, it's dried, dude, girth, it's dried. Well, God. and why are we talking about this? Well, because it you're is... holding up your putter that's made out of a bull's. Schwanz. Yes. Well, let me, let me, this was not originally mine. I inherited this. This was sure my mother's. Did. <laughs> this is going to get a lot better now. Yes, it is. Okay. No, actually, I was there when she bought it. We were in Colorado, and that was my experience with Rocky Mountain Oysters. It was at the same place. That was what they specialized in was was everything about the cow. It was a steakhouse. Okay. So Rocky Mountain Oysters were on the, um, on the uh, appetizer menu, and I didn't know what they were, but I tried them anyways. You know, as we tell my daughter, you got to try new things because they might taste good. It didn't taste good. I'm shaking my head. I did not. I did not enjoy it. But anyway, they also <laughs> had a lot of a lot of uh, interesting trinkets that you could buy in the gift shop, and that was one of them. My mom bought for for my stepdad. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I have a bull penis, and I leave it because there there are a few people that know about that on our team. 
So once in a while they see it sitting behind me and they, you know, get a little giggle out of it. So it's, it's a wonderful thing. You're a wonderful entertainer. Um, I try, even if it's subtle. I just, it's like, it looks like, uh, I, gosh, I can't even say, yeah, it's petrified, but I mean, how big did it start out? Did it? I don't know. I wasn't there when they petrified it. 90% or what? Are you sure it's not just a broomstick and somebody said, yes. oh, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a bull penis. Yeah. Hey, when, when you come visit me, I'll let you handle my bull's penis. I don't want to touch it. <laughs> I'm sure it's disgusting. Have you ever putted with it? I have. Yeah. And? Well, I've never taken it out on the course. I've only putted when I, at home doing the, uh, you know, when you're putting or putting around. Putting around. Yeah. So, because uh, it. It's got a little bit of a bend to it. <laughs> it does have a little bit. Of, yes, it does. It does. Oh, that's just something else. Okay. We'll post that. And uh, listeners, you are going to, like me, shake your head and say, well, that poor bull was not very well endowed. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of bull. Well, it is. No wonder they killed him because right? they said, well, he's not going to be mounting any cows. Maybe he was elderly. Who knows? Well, that, well, I know. This is how we care for our elderly cattle. <laughs> we cut off their schwans and then we turn it into a putter. Take that, I, bossy. Hey, how, how better to remember that bull? How what What is that bull's legacy? Well, now we know what that bull's legacy is. I could like only be so lucky than to well, be a why putter. Why not the bull's tail and turn it into a putter? I'm sure they had that. I don't no, know. No, they use those for whips, probably. I don't That's, know. That's, yeah, I think. Well, That's quite yeah. a story you were in. It was. Yeah, we <laughs> should go sometime. It's in Col I would love to go back to Colorado. I love Colorado. There is a place in Nevada, uh, Carson City. Not Carson City. That's the capital. Um, it's, uh, I'll have to think of it, but went there on a Hummer tour when mm -hmm. the Hummers were, uh, now you don't have to. <laughs> intimate anything to that hummer was a big uh a big brand back then and it's going to be again well it is and it's going to be electric which is unbelievable i i think that's actually i honestly i think that's kind of genius i i think it's fine i think it's the only way to bring it back I, I will tell you that what happened initially though was not genius they no. they're they mismanaged and they and sorry general motors they mismanaged saturn and uh, Oldsmobile and Pontiac, although there's an argument to be made for Oldsmobile and Pontiac, but not for Saturn and Hummer. They It yeah. was just totally, uh, and it's sad. And Bill Taylor can talk more about that because he was a Saturn man. And uh, it, it's, it just felt like they left them on the cold. Okay, anyway, but Hummer was cool. And there was this, um, whatever the city was in Nevada, kind of a small Western town, had uh -huh. the old school Western Main Street, and uh, they um, they had uh, I can't think what they called them, but they were they were bull testicles, and uh, and they had a big banner across. They had a a festival every year, and they had the banner across the street that said, "Come on in and have a ball." It's a Rocky Mountain Oyster Festival. And come on in and have a ball. And wow. That's, yeah, that's what that's genius marketing right they there. Saw. It was actually pretty good. And it was packed when we were there with oh, I bet. we had a train of uh probably 15 Hummers, uh, mostly the big ones. I was in a uh, H2, the 
smaller of the large ones. And mm-hmm. I was supposedly going to have to do everything hill climbing and fording and stuff like that, that they were doing with the big boys and wow. actually did. So it was, Good. it was a fun, uh, a fun, that sounds uh, like fun. I, I love, I don't care what, what it is. I love little festivals like that. You know, Nashville yeah. has the tomato festival, okay. which is fun. Yep. Um, I, I think you've seen pictures of Peyton with red hair and stuff that was done at the tomato festival. Cool. Um, there is a banana pudding festival. Seriously? Uh, yeah. And uh, it's in Centerville, Tennessee, <laughs> uh, which is right next to Centerville actually is the home of the, um, Oh shit. What's the name of the, it's a winery. Um, uh, oh, I, I can't think of a it. Famous um, winery. No, it's a uh, obscure. The, Great. No, it's, it would be obscure if you, someone of my generation probably wouldn't get it unless they are from Tennessee. Okay. Um, but mini Pearl, are you familiar with mini sure. Pearl? Yeah. It's a uh, grinder switch. So the grinder switch winery, winery. Okay. is, is out of center. So, uh, mini Pearl is from that area. Got it. Yeah. Got so it. anyway, they, they capitalize on that. Uh, Columbia, Tennessee has, um, I think it's, uh, donkey fest or burrow fest or something <laughs> like that. It's, it's a festival about donkeys. Okay. Um, which is fun. And then of course, uh, Lynchburg has its own festival down there that's associated mm-hmm. with Jack Daniels. I don't remember <laughs> the name, but it's not, it's not the Jack Daniels festival. No, no, um, I couldn't call it, but it's, or wouldn't call it that. yeah, it, right. But it's, it's, so there are a lot of really cool festivals, especially in Tennessee, but all over the place, you know, Anoka where I grew up, yep. that has a Halloween, uh, festival, Halloween capital of the world. They have a parade every year, which is hmm. uh, kind of fun. And, uh, Minneapolis has a ton of different festivals and Wisconsin, Madison has, has a couple of different festivals downtown they do. that are, that are fun and unique. Uh, probably lacrosse. not anymore. Not well, probably not this year. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not. This well, year. and that, that sure. was a big disappointment when, when the Minnesota state fair had to announce that they were not going this year. That was a big, that's, well, and it has Wisconsin happened before. And, yep. it, it has when, uh, Minnesota State Fair. There was one other year, and and I don't remember. I should look look like it up World before War I open my something? mouth. But it was like World War Two. Yeah, yeah, they they shut down. That. But it was only for a, a one year. It wasn't sure. for the duration. Sure. Um, um, but a lot of them did. Uh, uh, our, we live literally right across the street from the fairgrounds in our little town, and okay. so we're the county seat. And the county fair, uh, we have no idea because we just moved in. And we have no idea what it's going to be like with festivals and fairs and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting in ensuing years. But it's just sad that all this stuff is is canceled. Uh, they did, however, in my little town, have one of their regularly scheduled festivals downtown along the riverfront, um, and it is called Goat Fest. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> True nice. story. <laughs> then they still had it. They did. And That's so it awesome. was kind of a social, di- I mean, it's outdoors. It's all outside in the park and kind of a social distancing thing. And, um, and it was relatively well attended. They had five or six bands and, uh, nice. uh yeah, just well, kind of a, kind I, of a neat thing. I have to tell you one thing they have every year and it, and they have it in several places. I know it's, it's an organization that runs it, but they've had it here in Nashville every year. And we go probably every other year and it always comes down to my birthday weekend. Ah. This was the first year that it was actually going to be on my birthday. And it's my, that's usually my birthday present is we go to wine on the river. 
Awesome. Uh, you've seen pictures. I know I've shown you the pictures of us on the on the bridge between downtown and the football stadium. Probably. Um, yeah, it's that's where they used to have it. Now they have it on the the, the lakefront because it got to be too big. Oh, uh, and and they didn't want so many people on the bridge. But it was hmm. so cool, and I love going to that. And they canceled it. They literally last week they sent the email out or the Facebook post saying, "Sorry, guys, we thought we could do it, but yeah, we're going to have to cancel this year's." So is it spelled W H I N E on the river? No, that's only when I go. <laughs> but normally it's W I N E. <laughs> What's wrong? With, why is it this colder? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I, I'll go to my. I think it's on Instagram. If it's not, I will. Um, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm talking to John right now. You know, my podcast partner. But you guys probably won't be able to see my Instagram because I, I locked it. But you'll be able to see some. I, yeah, my personal. Yeah, I don't want people seeing that shit. Well, it's just because of the crap that you post. It's I know weird. it's so wrong. Um, anyway, I've got posts from uh, from Wine on the River, and it's it is really cool. It's a really neat uh, event, but cool. I will miss that one this year probably the most. Yeah, that and of course Podfest with you. Podfest, <laughs> it was whelming. It was whelming. <laughs> yes. Definitely whelming. <laughs> That's just I, not under or over, but just I was whelmed. Yeah, um, I, I was. I when they said it wasn't their first year, I was yeah. shocked. I kind of <laughs> was too. Yes, that's <laughs> funny that you say that. Yeah, and and we saw some funny thing. I, I guess I assumed that one of the booths that we visited because we liked the title of the podcast. I thought they'd be more entertaining. They were just kind of dry and. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you know the guys I'm talking about. Yep. I, I just uh, nice guys. I don't mean anything well, fantastic negatively. But and I enjoy that. I do enjoy their podcast. I, I've listened to it a few times, and <sighs> I was well. I think and, it depends. Yeah, it's well. But you know, the same could be said about ours. So I'm not. I, I can't. Uh, I can't. uh not by us. <laughs> not by our audience. Our oh. audience loves us. Well, they Otherwise, love us. Why would they be listening to this right? dribble? Yeah, if they even made it this far into this episode. Um, that's why I never I have to worry about saying bad things near the end, because I'm sure our listeners haven't made it that far. <laughs> Maybe except for Bill. Whatever. That yep. was the needle on a record player. Yeah, because a lot of people, I think, download our podcast to a record player to a 45. Yeah. I did ask that. I'm getting one. I'm getting some vinyl for uh, for my birthday. Are I did you? ask for that. Yeah. You know, um, for somebody who doesn't really talk about his birthday, you're talking a lot about your I know, birthday. No, it's making me very uncomfortable, too. I'm like, I don't really want to say this, but what else am I going to fill the time with? I have nothing else to say. I'm pretty boring. And you certainly don't want to just let me go, because Lord knows exactly. where will wind up. <laughs> My buddy Matt was over last night, and it's funny, because he, he and his uh, wife live close by, and uh, she was working late, so he dropped by after work. And uh, said, oh, yeah, I was listening to your podcast on the, and I'm going, well, Matt, thanks. He said, that's awesome. He says, you know, I spend a lot of time on the road, right? <laughs> nice. <laughs> True story. That's where I get most of my podcasts in. I'm not, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, because you spend a lot of time on the road. I like Bill's idea. He does it while he's working out, uh, which is, or you know, whether it's walking or whatever. Um, but... <laughs> I just, I'd like to follow him to see how people look at him when he, he, he giggles. Yeah. <laughs> the funny part. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, but, Bill. I didn't mean to do a bad impression of your laughing, but I think that's 
That's I'm going to I'm going to take us off of the topic completely here because it's something interesting and we're going to talk something a little bit more serious, a little bit more business talk. Oh great. Um, Let's get I know, serious right? again. Well, no, it's it so I feel bad for using it. So I do not drive when everyone knows what I drive, but I don't drive the brand of vehicle that we actually work for on on our account. Well, not you anymore, I guess. But, but I do. I still. Well, I still. Now I own vehicle. one. I own one. Yeah. It's just not my daily driver. It's not what I take on long trips. Right. I don't think that matters. Well, just in case, because we have some of our friends that are listening that well, I mean, you know you will be disappointed. One, so... I do own one. I don't I do have two don't, of them. I don't have two of them anymore either. <laughs> okay. Um, but I. I. So anyway. The other day, I have a couple of stories here. For first of all, I have fallen even more in love with my C three hundred. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. He yeah. has several stories. I do well, only two, so it's a couple. It'll um, seem like more. It probably <laughs> will. So, well, the first one's quick. The first one's quick. Okay, uh, sure. Not this past weekend, but the weekend before, I got into a little. I don't even want to call it a fender bender. Oh no! But I'm going to call it a fender rubber with the bends. Yes, with the bends. Dude. So I was pulling out, I was getting the CSA basket and I was pulling out of the farm stand. And for some reason, there was a lot of traffic on the road. Someone actually gave me space because I had to cross, I was taking a left. So I had to cross one lane and go into the other lane. Uh -huh. I couldn't see the oncoming traffic, but someone left me a space and started waving me through. So I snuck up just enough so I could see out, didn't yep. see anybody. So I started going and this lady comes by flying by. And just uh, bumps my front bumper. Wow! With her little with her little Ford POS. Wow! Um, and then she stops in the middle of the road, and I'm like, ah. But so what I love about my car? Two things I love about the car. One, it's so responsive that when I did see her, mm -hmm. I just touched the wheel a little bit, and I was out of her way. Oh, that's I mean, awesome. it was just like, and it moved. I mean, it's just, and you know, I've got a lot of power under this, so I, yeah. I just, yeah. So we pull off to the side of the road. And I look at her car, and and I could already tell she, how nervous she was. She didn't have insurance. I looked at her <sighs> car, and I could see my my paint on the on the wheel well. I'm like, you know, that's that's mine. I can see that. Let's go look at mine. I took the brunt of it, but it, I think most of it was her wheel hitting my my front bumper and uh, my my quarter panel. Mm -hmm. I went up, and I I just this is the best part. I just went rub rub rub. Rub, 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 and it all it came off, and and I'm like, do you want to exchange information? She's like, no, I said because nothing was really wrong with either car. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I go home, I get a little magic eraser, it all comes off. Wow, you can't even tell that I had been in any sort of scrape. Wow, I've never had a car where it's been paint? that easy. You left some I, paint yeah, exactly. Paint? Yeah, wow. Maybe that's... it wasn't mine, but it was black. So <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe this wasn't the first incident she had that. Day. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, nothing, nothing happened to either car really. Uh, she didn't care. I didn't, you know, it would have been easy for me to, would have been expensive, but it would have been easy for me to fix if I had to, but nothing was wrong. Magic That's eraser, awesome. all gone. Awesome. Can't even tell. It actually looks better now than the other side of the car that never got touched. <laughs> Maybe you should have her drop by and hit the other side. Exactly. It's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. But so anyway, I went to, um, I went to the Mercedes dealer in town to get my annual service. Mm -hmm. Um, which is what I love. One of the reasons I love that car so much is, is, you know, you don't have to get the oil change, but every 10,000 miles, mm -hmm. 
or once a year, depending on how much you drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is so. Here's the business part of this. This is what I've been sharing with some of my dealers and also with some of my coworkers lately. So the ones who are listening now, I'm sorry you're going to hear it again. But <laughs> one thing that I have been trying to push. And I know it's been something ROE has been trying to push for a long time. And then we as as reps out in the field have been trying to push yep. is how important it is to have a good experience when you are at a dealership. Because if you give the customer a really good experience, they're more likely to spend more money. Because we talk about, you know, people always say, well, that other dealer down the road, they're offering $1,000 off. Okay. You give me a really good experience, I might spend an extra thousand dollars. If you can out experience them, out customer service them, they're going to spend the money with you because you're closer, because you're better, or even you're further and you're better. Right? And not only spend the money, but also speak positively about you, which exactly can be even a bigger deal for some. So I went to get my annual service at this this Mercedes dealership. I walk in first. The first thing I notice is the waterfall in the showroom. Nice. I'm like. That's hot. I was I was shepherded in. You know, I wasn't I didn't wasn't left to my own devices. I was shown, hey, here's all of our amenities. Here's everything you need. If you need any help, you can walk over here and contact this person or do this. Um, you know, free lattes, big huge fridges with water, soda, teas, anything you wanted, anything nice. you wanted, absolutely free. Every it wasn't every fifteen minutes the the um, service writer would come and and just check on me and. Let me know what was going on with the vehicle if there was an update. It was fantastic. I was there for three hours, which is a long time to be at a dealership for a Agreed. service. Yep. was there for three hours. Now, granted, I keep this in mind. My car is not the high-end Mercedes. It is a Mercedes, but it is not the high-end Mercedes. It's not. My car, I'm, I'm looking at the window into the shop, looking at these... Hundred, hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollar Mercedes that are on either yep. side of mine. Yep. That are getting the service, and I'm still getting the same service they are. That, and I want to make that clear. It that's the key put to this. I was there for three hours when he came with the bill. And by the way, I didn't have to get out of my chair to go to a, to the receptionist mm-hmm. to run my credit card. He was willing to take it and do it right there for me. Hmm. When he said Nick or Mister Cubic, six hundred and fifty dollars. Like, where do I sign? <laughs> I didn't care. I could care less that it was that because my experience was so good. Yep. That's I, I, and when I went out to the car, it was vacuumed. It was washed. It was waxed. It was phenomenal. That's awesome. And that's the experience that we need to give. All the time. All the time. It's it's just, it's an incredible the experience was phenomenal and and that's the point and you know it was do i ever want to spend that much money on a on a vehicle service no but, but it's once I, a year yeah. right it is once a year and that's the best part yeah. i i think that's uh well worth it um i want to just look at one that i just uh posted Do, 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 I was do. thinking more. Do, 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 yeah, I know that's kind of how it is. Do, 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 do. Okay, so I can look. I was actually at a uh, dealership just the other day uh, in for service with uh, my wife's car, with Lisa's car. And yeah. um, what, which was, one did she get, by the way? She has a 
Cadillac XT5. XT5. I was at a, 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 a dual dealership, and one of them was Cadillac, and they had a couple of CTSs mm-hmm. on the lot. I'm like, whew, that's a pretty car. Well, we had the CT6, and that's okay. the big version, if you will, of, of that. Um, of the CTS. Yeah. So here's what I said at this dealership. Um, I said a check engine light caused this visit. And even though OnStar attempted to diagnose it, which was kind of cool because I sat in the car, pressed the blue OnStar button, and uh, they were able to define that it was an emissions-based issue, but they were unable to uh, diagnose it beyond that or to fix it. Apparently, there are some occasions when they can fix it remotely, which would have been great. Didn't need to. Still needed to make a trip to the dealership. As it turned out, the car needed a new spark plug and a couple of other things. So it's good I was at the dealership. Anyway, I had made the appointment online. Service team was expecting me when I arrived, and they even called me by name. That was nice. In less than two hours, they had the repair completed, had to do a spark plug and something else. And the car was cleaned and washed, uh, sterilized, even though it was drizzling outside. And just another pleasant experience with this dealer. That's awesome. Yeah, you know what? And I like to do that. It was interesting, the survey that they sent me, I think it was dealer-facing. I'm not sure if it was an OEM or a dealer survey. They kind of look the same now. Mm -hmm. Um, But asked me about the experience, and I told them, and would you consider writing a Google review? And it gave me the, well, yes, there's the box to click, and it loaded right up to my Google account, and I wrote the review right then, and it was brilliant. Yep. And yep. it's all integrated into that whole survey experience. Yeah. So whoever is doing it, whether it's the dealer or the uh, OEM, that's, it, that's awesome. Exactly. The same thing yeah. happened at this. You know, I made the appointment online. I, we have an app. I made the appointment through the app. Yep. And it was confirmed twice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pause there so people hear. It was confirmed twice. Mm-hmm. Then after I left, there was a follow-up and this is both text and email. There was a follow-up to see how everything went. And then there was the survey follow-up and then there was a follow-up to thank me for taking the survey. (laughs) So this, if, if I had one thing to say about it, there's overkill sometimes. Sometimes in this case, I don't want to say it was because it wasn't, it wasn't multiple surveys. It wasn't, it was, You know, just want to want to thank you for coming in. And then the next one, is there anything else I could do for you or yeah, whatever it was? But sure. I thought it was very well done. And awesome. it was the process was was tremendous. Um, so I yeah. And here's the thing that was I, I did have my my company bought water bottle with me, but it was hidden. Yes. I wasn't wearing anything that said that I even worked in the industry. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying this for a reason, because, uh, you know, I could take that the. The reason I went to a Mercedes dealer to get this service uh, was also because I'm getting to the end of my warranty and I wanted them to check it to make sure there wasn't anything that I could get done under Smart. warranty. Yep. Uh, otherwise, I honestly would probably go to one of my dealers because it's not it's not a complex engine that they have sure. to work on. Um, and, and normally that's what I would do. I don't really I'd rather give my my dealers the business. Right. Sure. Uh, the, so I had a very specific reason for going. But. I say that because when I pull into one of my dealers, depending on how I do it, sometimes I have a, a jacket that has my has the OE name on it. Yep. 
Um, if I'm not wearing that, I'm not wearing anything else that shows that I am, but the level of service is completely different from when I bring the car in to the point they know that I either work for the OE or they know I'm going to meet with the general manager. Yeah. Which it shouldn't be. It should not happen that way. Yeah. Agreed. And that was, but that was also the point too. I was treated the same as someone who was driving a $200,000 car. I'm not driving a piece of junk, but the, you know, I should be treated whether I'm driving a POS into a dealership or I'm driving the high end, highest end possible that you can possibly get. And I'm the brother of the, of the <laughs> dealer principal. Yes. I should be treated the same. Well, and, and that's, that's the goal. Now I, I will say that I've always, uh, uh, Peppers and Rogers wrote a book many years ago called the, uh, one-to-one field book and it's still still on sale these days um, they had a really interesting concept though which is to not treat everyone the same to treat people based on their value to you and I'm a big proponent of that no one gets treated poorly so let's be clear about that from okay the start. but if you were to rate customers in any business on a scale of one to five, fives are the most valuable. They have bought in our industry, multiple vehicles. They've referred others. They uh, don't complain about paying a profit. They bring it in for service. They speak positively. As I said, uh, that's somebody you want to tuck into bed at night. You want mm -hmm. to go out of your way. So on their birthday that no one else knows about you, <laughs> you want to, send them flowers or you want, I mean, something that is out of the ordinary for your fives. Fours, your goal should be to turn the fours into fives. Your third goal should be to stop spending so damn much time with the ones. Yeah. Because the ones. I can see what you're saying there. Wheels get the grease. But because that, they always ask for the grease. That being said, so I would consider myself in that case, when I walk into that dealership, I didn't buy from them. Yep. Um, and that was my first visit. And honestly, I had planned on that being pretty much my only visit unless something was had gone majorly wrong. Yep. And they converted me. Huh. Because of the, I will probably I will probably go to that dealership more often. There's two dealerships in Nashville. Mm -hmm. The other one, when I went to the app, they didn't have any appointments available. I don't think they booked through that system. Uh. Nothing I, I could find nothing on the website. I, and I mean short of calling, which I didn't want to do at the time. No. Because I I want to try the web experience. You know, I'm, I, our, that's what I do for a living. I want to know if it actually business. works. So our, our that's just it. And that's what a lot of people try to do. The customer chooses the medium. And so whether it's email or text or online or phone call or driving in, walking in face-to-face -to, -face mm -hmm. to set an appointment, whatever, we should not engage in trying to change their selection because for right. some stores, that's what they do. You call the store and they say, well, come on in. You need to get in here. And that you're trying to change their, their buying process. And that's why right. you lose people. And that's right. again, exactly. not just the automotive industry. It's businesses it's in general. Yeah. And I, so, that's the one thing I, I always, I, I've been saying is COVID has been a horrible, horrible situation for all of us. Yep. But at the same time, it's kind of a blessing because it's forcing those those industries, those companies, those businesses that have been doing it that way 
to finally look at it the other way and go, oh, it does work. Yes. It's been yeah. a wonderful, wonderful thing in that regard. But yeah, it has. Uh, it also is, you know, I find it interesting because people have been predicting we would go strictly digital, people buying only online and so on. They've been predicting it for 15 years. Sure. And and now they're saying, see, I told you so. No, no, that's well, not I, how I, it works. I agree. I agree. But I also disagree because I think there's a lot of, there was a lot of writing on the wall and and some of the companies that were pushing towards that. Sure. They've even said, and I'll use one that we use uh, in the industry a lot. We compare to is Warby Parker. Yes. Warby Parker started a hundred percent online and then realized they could make more and increase the, the, or, or bring the customer experience level much higher by opening a brick and mortar. Correct. So they now they still use the online and they still that's where the bread and butter is, but yep. they use the brick and mortar as a tool. Amazon does the same thing. Amazon has brick and mortar stores. That's correct. Yep. But they still the bulk of their business is still online. So I agree with you 100%. We're not going to go full digital and I don't think anyone even even Carvana yep. is not 100% digital. They still have correct. the vending machines. Correct. And and uh, look, <laughs> The point is, it's not up to us. It's right. up to the customer. Absolutely. If they want to do it online. We need to have some sort of a system in place to allow them to do that. If they want to come in, then we have to welcome them that way. If they want to phone, that's all, the whole point, I guess, is yep. it's not about us. It's about the customer. Right. right. 100%. That's why that experience you had is so critical because yeah. you had a great experience. That place obviously knows. It's not about them. It's about the right. customer. Exactly. And here's the key to that too. Um, I'm talking about service. I'm talking about fixed ops. But I'm sitting here honestly going, if I want to buy another car, if I want to buy another Mercedes, I, if if the level of service is as good on the sales side as it was on the service side, yep. I would, I'd go buy a car from them. How close were they to your house or are they to your house? About 30 minutes. They're right next to oh. the airport. So it's not bad. It's, uh, no, it's, it's uh, Mercedes-Benz of Music City. Or Music City Mercedes or something like that. Nice. It's it's actually owned by Nick Saban. He's part oh, owner in it. Yeah, cool. Yep. Um, very cool. And I may as well say, might as well say where I took mine, and that's a holiday automotive, my friends in Fond du Lac, nice. Wisconsin. Uh Fond and du Lac. so I, I drive that name. It's a it is, it's a great crossword puzzle name, too. Um, uh, I drive an hour and 15 minutes one way to get there. Yeah. And there are many, many other general motor stores between here and there but oh sure it's, i of course i have friends there number one but uh in particular the president of the company <laughs> and, <laughs> and the dealer is a friend of mine too so oh yeah uh, it, i i go there and i know that i'm going to get a good experience and, it, and they have yet to disappoint me yeah yeah and that's what it's all about and that's that's why i choose to buy from who i buy from because they're also my you know they're my friends and and the car, the person I bought the Mercedes from is a friend of mine, you know, and that's, that's why they get my business because I, again, it's a service thing. You know, they, they, they give me good treatment and good service because they're my friend, not sure. because they have to, but, um, that, that's the only reason I do it is because I feel comfortable with them. Well, and I know I they're not going to screw me. That's what it comes down to. It's, it's feeling comfortable and that you're going to be well taken care of. I look, right. I, you know, I, I used to be, uh, you and I both have so many friends in the business. Now I'm not worried about anybody 
which gives us an unfair advantage. I'm not worried about getting screwed, as you put it. Right. Uh, I'm just not because yeah. I know that these people are, uh, they care about us and, and what we think and, and how we believe. And I think they're thankful for our business too. Absolutely. And I hate to say it, that, that I did it with the last car, you know, it's, they're giving me such a good deal. No, here, do this, you know, a gap, <laughs> at least, at least let me pay this extra on gap. Come on, just you know, take, take my money. <laughs> Because you know these guys are still working on commission, well, sure. and you don't you want to you want to give them you want to say thank you. Yeah. So there's another point. You know, the happier you are, the better service you give. Well, the and, more money you're going to make. And we've always said, happiest customers pay the most money. Pay they the really most do profit, and it is true. I mean, again, in any industry, yep. that you're happy, and we can all, uh, even back when I was selling cars, I, I could, not today, but. But 10 years ago, I probably could have named my five happiest customers all oh, my yeah. years in yep. the car business. And and because they were that memorable and they were easy to do business with. Right. So, yeah. Yep. Anyway, exactly. good stuff. On that note, That's I think a good we've note. Our, Yeah, it is a good note. Yeah. I think we have bored our listeners just enough. We've got, we've run the gamut. I mean, we went, we started with memories of 9-11. We talked about bull balls and... <laughs> And uh, and seriously, bull penis putter, yeah, dude. Seriously, you need to get help. I know. Wow, that's <laughs> just kidding. I think that's a whole other podcast right there. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to uh, post it though. So check that out as you go to pottymouse.com and you check out our social media uh, links. site yeah. links, which are there to the sites, and yep. you can find. Uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and we're every it's like we're everywhere. And and you haven't commented yet on what I'm wearing. You're wearing a you potty get, shirt. Oh you, no, I'm wearing you, a potty mouth podcast shirt. I've got potty all over my shirt. <laughs> established 2019. You can yeah. get that by going to the website and going to our merch store. That's very nicely. Um, there's done. also information or there's also merch up there from uh patched overalls, which by the way, every pro every dollar that is made will go directly to patched overalls. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and there's also he... a link to, uh, to Mr. Taylor's uh, website and uh, some Which of is really good fun vehicle information, nanny. vehicle, nanny, nanny, uh, nanny, uh, vehicle, nanny. And he's got some really good uh, information and some um, anecdotes and, and stories about the car business. And different I really like Bill's posts. He's, I uh, really do too. Yeah. He's very creative and it's, it's fun to, uh, fun to check his stuff out because it really is very interesting and anybody who's a, a like a, a car fanatic and i would have to brand myself as that it, yep, it's just really agree. interesting interesting stuff you too yes i know yep <laughs> yep so always a pleasure, anyway my friend. It, as always it was real it was fun but it wasn't real fun it was too i know i'm giddy <laughs> <laughs> have a great week everybody <laughs>